0: You're listening to College Hockey Southwest Live.
1: Behind the Mask Hockey Shops present College Hockey Southwest Live for July 25th, 2021. Behind the Mask's College Hockey Southwest Live is brought to you by the NCHC and NCHC.tv. Subscribe to NCHC.tv to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops, visit any of our three Valley locations or go to BehindTheMask.com whether you're on ice or in line. UNLV Hockey, ACHA Division I Hockey, under the bright lights of Las Vegas. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, dine-in, take-out, or catering your next event. We're at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. Caesars Entertainment Resorts, anywhere you want to go, you can bet there's a Caesars Resort in the center of the action. By Boost Mobile. With Boost Mobile, you always get plans and phones that fit your needs. And by Burrito Express, the East Valley's home of the always available breakfast burrito. Go to BurritoExpress.com for the location near you. College Hockey Southwest Live, presented by Behind the Mask, is a part of the Ice Time Hockey SW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein.
2: All right, welcome in, hockey fans. Anywhere that you may be listening to us live tonight on the Podbean app, this is College Hockey Southwest Live, presented by our friends at Behind the Mask. Scott Strandy with you tonight from Scottsdale, Arizona. My co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein from Long Island, New York. And, Paul, normally I open up a little bit more jovial, but um, yeah. bad, bad news this morning uh, came our way. Um And I think we need to start the show by that just as a reminder of just how precious life is. This was supposed to be a weekend ball where we celebrated young athletes um, seeing their dreams, at least on the path of achievement. Yeah. And and to get the news that we got last night, and if you're not uh, familiar, folks, um, the hockey world, especially the college hockey world, took a big hit last night when um, the 20-year-old son of... Uh, University of Minnesota Gopher head coach and former St. Cloud state head coach, um, Bob Motzko, Mac Motzko passed away in a tragic car accident. Um, that from all indications was very preventable. Before we get into it, I just want to read uh, a statement from Jess Myers uh, from the rink live, a uh, good friend of ours uh, up in Minnesota that actually um, i do not know if breaking the story is right, but uh, covered the story in, uh, in, in detail and still is um, this, this came from Jess from the Orino PD it said Mac Mosko was a backseat passenger the car left the road at a high rate of speed hitting several trees Front seat passenger died at the scene Moscoww uh, later died at a hospital in um, North Minneapolis a place that I'm familiar with um, police uh, still investigating but suspect alcohol was a factor as well as a high rate of speed. In the crash, the driver is in critical condition. Uh, I don't know what to say, Paul. It's just like uh, you, you think that you got a handle on things, and and then all of a sudden something like this comes up, and it just blows you away. So we were supposed yeah, um... to have Matthew Nyes on tonight. Uh, Matthew is going to join us later. He's a freshman at the University of Minnesota. Obviously, uh, this affected him, and he also played in the game today uh, for Team USA in the Summer
1: Showcase. Yeah, I can't, you know. Um, we know life happens. Uh, we also know that um, in our head, we know that, but we also um, like to have things happen, quote, the way they're supposed to. And... It doesn't matter how old you are. You're not supposed to bury your child. Uh, I watched my grandmother and my mother-in-law do that. Um, One was sudden, one wasn't. And there just aren't any words. And, you know, we joke around a lot here, but I, I can't even find the words to express my uh, condolences and sympathies to the Motsko family. Um, and I'm, I know you feel the same way. I know you're, you know, you were just reading what was on the written words. And, um, you know, I, I saw the post put out by the ASU hockey program this afternoon or at least part of it. And, and, and all I saw was like deepest condolences and coach Matsko's name. And that's all I knew till about four o'clock this afternoon when I finally had a chance to go through my feeds and, and saw the message from you. And, um, no, like I said, no words can be spoken. Um, uh, I, I you can put your arm around the coach and his wife and any siblings and and so forth and so on but there's not a lot that you can say or even do to to make that pain go away
2: no you're hundred percent correct Paul and uh you know as is in life when when something like this happens, you, you first of all, wonder how, why, um, all those things pop into your head. Why did this happen? Why did this happen at this time? And, uh, and what came back to me being a Minnesotan and I sent it to you just a short period before we came on, but, um, 35 years ago, almost, uh, a month to the day, um, a, a great young hockey player from the state of Minnesota in Bemidji, Minnesota, Northern Minnesota, um, passed away in a car accident. And, uh, I was there at the time. Um, I had just interviewed him um, a few weeks earlier. And um, George Palawa was his name. He, uh, he's known around the hockey world as a legend. Uh, if you can imagine this, a 245 pound, six foot three, 18 year old hockey player that uh, seemed invincible. I watched this kid put people through boards, uh, it was just about unfair. Uh, He went to the University of North Dakota, was drafted first round by the Calgary Flames, and um, was killed in a car accident after his first week of school, Memorial Day weekend, or uh, I'm sorry, Labor Day weekend, 1986, and and now Minnesota again, befalled by another tragedy, another car accident, this one a single car. Um, You know, you just never know um, when things are going to happen, so... Uh, again, our prayers, our thoughts go out. The hockey world, uh, especially the college hockey world, has been all over today. There have been so many, and I tried to reach out re- reach out, and retweet as many as I could. I, I, I've uh, texted back and forth with our friends Pat Micheletti and Jess Myers up in Minnesota and uh, Mick Catton as well um, and, and just expressed our, our condolences for for what they're going through right now. And, of course, Bob Motsko, a great man from uh, – Coaching at St. Cloud and now at the University of Minnesota, and Matthew Nye is going to be a freshman there. So there's so many ties um, to us, and, and I guess that's why I felt the need to uh, to come out and talk about this earlier. So,
1: yeah, um, I mean, we you have to we, it, it has to be said uh, out of respect, um, and honestly, like I said, there's there's I I mean I'm hoping that people hear it in our voice. How 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 uh, how sad this is, Um, you know. I'm sure that there are people that'll hear this that unfortunately have been in the same situation. Um, Without a doubt, and 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 I I can't. It it just sounds too. (sighs) To say that's life just sounds too. I don't know what the word is that I'm looking for, too empty? Yeah.
2: That's a pretty good one. Uh, and just to bring it back a little bit more to the Southwest, um, Mac had played a few games with the uh, Sioux Falls Stampede of the USHL, but it spent a majority of last year playing in the NAHL in New Mexico. So not far from, from me here no. in Arizona and certainly not far from, well, now in the middle of our coverage area. So. Yeah. Um, and it all comes around. Uh, I saw a little tweet from Jimmy Schultz, the uh, St. Cloud State product that's now with the uh, Vegas Golden Knights, right? And the Henderson Silver Knights retweet. Uh, something about that to, to a man, everybody's saying, you know, he was a great athlete, but even a better person. And Jimmy Schult was around him, he was around the rink uh, at St. Cloud State for a long time when his dad was the coach there. And it, it's just a sad, sad day. And our prayers go out to uh, the Mosco family, Bob and Shelley. Um, just know that everybody's thinking about you, and I believe the uh, the hashtag that's going around right now is sticks out for Mac. So if you got a hockey stick, put it by your door today. And uh, I, I don't know what else we can say. There's not a smooth way to transition, so let's just take a quick break, and, uh, and let's come back and, and try to put things together again uh, in the college hockey world. You got it.
1: Hi everybody, this is Jay from OxyPal. You probably know our products for being used on your gear to eliminate the odor and bacteria from your sports gear and and your gym and all that stuff. Um, in in light of current events, uh, we have uh, switched up and added a new product to our production line. It's called our Have a Nice Day hand sanitizer. Um, it is exclusively for use on your skin, whereas our other Uh, products have been exclusively for use on your fabrics and and, and gear Uh, this product is available here at my shop it's available on my website at www.oxipow.com and you can pick it up or we can ship it to you anywhere in the united states
0: you're listening to college hockey southwest live
2: All right, we're back. College Hockey Southwest Live presented by our friends at Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com. Scott Strandy joining you from Scottsdale, Arizona tonight. My co-host is always Paul Hornstein on beautiful Long Island, New York. Um, Paul, there's no easy way to transition, but uh, as people say, you have to move on. And um, there are still lots of things to talk about in the hockey world. So, well, Mac Motzko and the Motzko family will be uh, with us for a long, long time in our thoughts and prayers. I'm certainly through the the hockey season this year. It's going to be difficult every time we see Minnesota play, but um, yep. Okay, I, I don't know. Like I said, this was supposed to be a celebration tonight um, because uh, a lot of young men got got drafted into the NHL over the past couple of days, and a lot of them are playing uh, at the uh, World. Uh, I guess it's the World Junior Summer Showcase. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't
1: even know. I'm not even sure what to call it. I mean,
2: yeah, that, 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 I guess that's the official title of it. Is it... It's World Junior Summer Showcase of Finland, Sweden, and then they've taken the two uh, U.S. teams and split them up into two, a white and a blue team. So uh, 44 U.S. Uh, players have been selected and put into two teams, uh, 22 on white, 22 on blue. Um, a lot of the people that you've heard their names called this weekend – are on the ice uh, from all of the teams, Sweden, Finland, and the U.S. Yeah, And uh, and a couple of guys from our area, uh, Josh Doan playing on the white team and, and Matthew Nice playing on the blue team, um, Are were in action today. So uh, we'll get into that in just a minute. But I, I just want you to give us some feedback, Paul. Uh, it was a long weekend of hockey, watching people get drafted and going different places, but a, a lot was – uh, made about the number of players from not only U.S. National Team Development Program, I think but it was also. 14, right, if I'm not. Uh, saying, I believe right, so. It was
1: 14 overall.
2: Yep, but also uh, players that are committed to NCHC schools uh, that we cover in, you know, Denver and Colorado College, and of course Arizona State, and uh, Air Force. Of course, is kind of their own thing. It's a different yeah, thing there, really, so uh, you can't really. Yeah, you no, can't tie yeah, them into that's, it.
1: That's, that. That is their own. Uh, As you know, just being a a service academy that, uh, you know, those kids are, um, you know, they uh, chose uh, a different draft, so to speak. (laughs) Yeah,
2: good point. Okay, so give us a recap, if you will, of what you saw. Were there anything that that, it pertains to the college athletes that we cover? Um, What did you see in there? Was there any surprises on where people went or? where you thought they were going to go or didn't go. Obviously, the Hughes boys and that type of thing. But what did you see?
1: Well, what I saw was that, you know, the, the, the thing that just kept hitting home for, for me was just um, the crapshoot that the draft was this year. Um, there were a bunch of players that were taken – um, that this was their 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 second draft. Um, a, a bunch of players that were older. Okay. Because uh, you had a little bit more, as they kept saying yesterday, certainty. You had more film and more live. You know, it's funny. We we the the preponderance of analytics and computer-generated whatevers, okay, which is not quite as profusive in in hockey as it is in the other sports, just by the nature of the game itself. Um, when push comes to shove, it still comes down to what you see with your eyes. <laughs> Boy okay. and, is that a fact. And you've heard you heard uh, a, a former GM in the National Hockey League, uh, was one of the guys covering the draft for the various uh, for the for I mean, I don't I, I they I guess it was basically there was one telecast of it and it was on NHL network and, and, and up in Canada, it was the same thing. Um you, kept, you, you basically heard the the GM that was on the telecast, and he's a former GM. He's not at the moment. Like I'm saying, you know, you have your scouts are in the room, and when you're trying to decide who to pick, if there's not a clear-cut guy in that spot, whatever that spot is and whatever the team is, okay? you you'll sit there and you'll have discussions i'm sure before and you know during the actual draft itself where scouts will push for quote unquote their guy okay. well that's because those are the guys they've seen and the computer has nothing to do with it it's 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 what they have seen, and when the general manager is making that decision, you know, that level of trust between the scouts and the GM goes a long way in determining who a guy is that's going to get picked. Now, I'm not necessarily talking about the first round. I, I think that the first round is usually kind of clear-cut You know, you might have, you know, everybody kind of basically probably has the same top 15. You might have them in a little bit of a different order than the other teams. But after that, as you get down to the bottom third, of the even the first round, and from there, that's normally where all the... The quote-unquote tiebreakers will come in, where you'll see what the you know you're you're really depending on your scouts and people that have seen these players because let's face it, the general manager is not seeing every player. Oh yeah, they can't cover them all. No, they're they're feeding things into their system, whatever that system might be, and they might be using the computer to 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 analyze data but in the end if it's a if it's a decision you're still counting on the guy that's seen the player
2: yeah without a doubt and and everybody you know every group every team has their their own system and i know uh just an example what uh what i heard out of the the coyotes organization was they put a lot of trust i mean bill armstrong basically started from scratch with his uh his draft group when he came in here and a lot of GMs will do that. Sometimes they'll have a, be a hold over here or there, but he put so much trust in the guys that he has. And, um, you know, he went down the list and I thought one thing, cause a lot of people are saying like, Oh, well, it was a PR move for the coyotes to draw uh, draft Josh Doan, especially number 37. And, and both Shane and, uh, Bill Armstrong came out and said, you know, I, I, Shane wasn't a part of any of the discussions that had to do with Josh. He recused himself from all of those was never in the room when they talked about josh and uh, Shane was literally as surprised uh, as anybody when they made that announcement and uh so so there's a lot of uh, stuff that goes into things and, and players go from here and go from there and um, you know so i mean it's that's just how it works but uh i i I agree well, wholeheartedly with what you said
1: well let's 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 look at it this way as I'm sitting here with a list of uh, of players that were drafted, um, and I'm not quite 100% sure how the heck um, the one website made this list up. But as you go through this, okay, and you get through to, I mean, the way it works is the Central Scouting Bureau for the NHL ranks players, whoever does that. Okay. And you have four categories. You have two goalie. You have a North American and international rankings for skaters and goalies. So you have basically you have four categories. And as you look at this list, okay, um, especially when you see guys that were picked in the sixth and especially the seventh round. I mean, that's where the guys that are quote-unquote unranked are are showing up on this list. Well, how are they making those picks? Okay. Somebody is saying, hey, let's take a chance on this kid. I watched him play. He's got this, he's got that, and... He definitely will be an, an AHL player and a depth player for us, but yeah. uh, maybe we have a shot to to find a nugget with this guy as opposed, who's unranked by the scouting bureau, as opposed to somebody who's ranked. I don't know, two hundredth. I don't know. They they draft two hundred twenty five players. So uh, are you really splitting hairs? Yeah, you are. Yeah, but you're going to go by the guy who's seen the guys play. Yeah, especially when you get to those later rounds of the draft.
2: Yeah, you're 100 percent correct. Um, as I said, uh, we want to talk a little bit about some of the guys from from our coverage area, and Denver jumps right out on top because uh, Denver had three uh, players selected, including uh, in in our coverage area. The uh, the the first pick came at number 36. I'm not even, I don't even want to guess how to say uh, Shy's. I think it's Shia Bayoum. Um, No,
1: I think it's Shy Boom. Shy
2: Boom? That's how it is? Shy Boom. Shy Boom uh, went to Detroit and uh, is committed to Denver. And then uh, Sean Barron's, who I've seen a lot of recently, uh, number 61, uh, went to uh, the Colorado Avalanche, again committed to Denver. And uh, Carter Mazur, Mazar? Mazur? Missouri, I assume I
1: think it's it is. Missouri.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, number 70 uh, to Detroit again uh, and committed to Denver. So those are three kids just out of this draft that are going to play for the Denver Pioneers, which we all know uh, they don't rebuild. They just reload at Denver. Yeah, so, uh, I mean,
1: and, and, and did last year break a lot of streaks for the Pioneers? Yeah, um, but uh, no one is going to look at that and say, Oh, they fell off the map. It's just nothing about last year was normal. So, um, you know, especially when you jumped right into nothing but conference play.
2: Yeah, and I think and, of all teams Paul, that needed, uh, if if I can say that um, correctly, if all teams that needed a preseason, it was the Denver Pioneers. And you heard me say that right before the bubble. I said um, they're off. They're going to be off to a really tough start and they may not recover from it because they just had one after another uh, brutal hockey games to start in a bubble yeah. on the road during the pandemic and they really missed those 10 uh, non-conference games that they didn't get a chance to play
1: well if i remember correctly didn't they start off right away with duluth and denver i mean uh north dakota, <laughs> north dakota. Well, those were like their first two games like you yeah. know somebody you know I, I don't know i'm i'm sure that david carl was like really guys
0: we know somebody <laughs>
1: has to play him but really i
2: remember when we had coach carl on and he said he he downplayed it and he goes yeah well you got to play them all at some point but well, that's uh, what I, bet, every coach I bet he, yeah, that's I what bet every he coach said yeah i bet he said the same thing that, as you just said because uh, that just wasn't uh it didn't really look fair but uh once again um yeah i think they missed that and i think they will be a completely different team this year and We'll find out. It'll be a great measuring stick for Arizona State, who plays them very, very early in the season.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, it's the, the they're basically playing them with the second week of the season.
2: Correct. They'll open at home with uh, UMass Lowell, and then they'll go to Denver.
1: Right. So uh, right into the fire, so to speak, to be honest. Um, you know, kids will, the the official training camp will open in that first week of September or maybe the last week of August, depending on when school starts. Right. Um, I know labor day is a little later this year. Yeah. Maybe school starts a little bit later. So, um, you know, so it's, it's definitely going to be one of those deals where you're going to find out right away and you're playing them on the road. So, um, but you know, these, the, Denver is going to get it, you know, everybody's going to get a chance to have a normal schedule where you'll play those non-conference games and so forth and so on. Uh, Getting a chance to get your feet wet, of course, you know, ASU only has non-conference games, but, you know, it is what it is, right? Yeah, and you
2: can kind of take the, the ASU schedule the way I take it, I think, is that You do what Coach Power said on the breakdown. You you match them up against the the top tier, the middle tier, and the bottom tier. And and you know you got to do your thing against the the lower tier and the middle tier, and you hope to compete uh, very heavily and play some close games, if not win games, against the top tier. That tells you where you're at when you come down to tournament time.
1: Yeah, and uh, I will definitely be looking at – Just because of everything being as new as it is, uh, I I will definitely be looking uh, very closely to start the season at uh, our buddies up in Colorado Springs at uh, Colorado College. Uh, You know, new building, new coach, a, a lot of new players.
2: A lot of new players, but some really, really good ones, including the goaltender they just got. uh, That's playing at the uh, World Junior Summer Showcase as well. So uh, yeah, they're.
1: they're, I don't know what the uh, the rest of the roster is going to look like. Roster, listen to me. Roster is going to look like. Okay. um, We know that they've got tons and tons of new players. Mm -hmm. Um, but the one thing I know that they're going to have at Colorado College this year, goaltending. Yeah, Yeah, and that's a great place to start,
2: right, especially if
1: you're Coach Mayotte.
2: Let's also throw this out about Coach Mayotte, and he's going to be on the show next Sunday. I'm told 100% Whatever they have to do, they're going to have him on the show. We'll make the connection work. Chris Mayout will be with us next Listen, Sunday happens, night, right? I mean, er,
1: life I happens, as we've already said. So
2: yeah, I know, and it's summertime, so that the, the SID and the coach don't really communicate on a daily basis. It's more like a couple times a week. Right. So when when things get messed up, and especially on a Sunday night show. But anyway, uh, I'm assured that Chris Mayout will join us next Sunday night, and it'll be you know we'll we'll get it right from his mouth as to it what is. he's got, but. Um, you know, keep in mind that, that those four guys that, that were drafted and are all going to be at Michigan, Chris Mayotte had a hand in all
1: of them. All of them. Uh, yep. He either yeah. recruited them or he him coached them or both. Yeah, him and Bill Mulcault, the former NHLer. Yeah, there.
2: so so I think Chris Mayotte knows what he's doing. I think it's going to take him like, like anybody though. It's going to take him a little time. First of all, they got to get used to that new building. Uh, they'll play an exhibition in there the weekend before, um, but they got to get used to their new surroundings. Um, and then after that, they have to get used to the coach and the systems that he wants to put in. And let's face it, they're in the NCHC, so nothing's easy. We talked about their schedule as well, about uh, that there's nothing easy about what they're doing this year. No,
1: it's not even – yeah, I mean, um, it's going to be a, a a crazy, crazy – uh start for for chris mayot um he's got some players coming back but he has got a situation where not only the only thing that you could look at it is to him it's an entirely new team you know some of the players that were there last year are obviously going to be more familiar with each other but everybody's going to be getting used to everybody next in, in, in a few weeks. And, you know, maybe that's not also so bad. I mean, maybe
2: it's, no, no, it's, no, it's everybody's not. got a clean slate and they're all, uh, they're all competing and his system is new. There's not some, a bunch of holdovers that, that think they may be entitled. If that, no, it's, that uh, you've
1: got, you've got a situation where, uh, and, you know, like I said, we'll get into this next week with the coach. Um, you know, when a professional athlete, uh, asks for a trade or, 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 or something or, or moves as a free agent, you know, unless it's the, the, the big giant superstar that's, that's, um, you know, going to get his no matter what, um, this is kind of like a change of scenery for everybody, even though it's the same scenery, new building, new coach a whole bunch of new players and you know, there is everybody's on equal footing. Right. Uh, if if you're a guy that didn't play as much last year as, as you as they, as you wanted. And I hope that's everybody because why would you, uh, be an (laughs) athlete and not want to play every minute of every game? Yeah, exactly. Um, you're, you're you're gonna, you know, you, this is gonna be your chance to say, "Hey, I'm better than that guy." Now I have to go out and and, and show it, because I don't have to worry about preconceived notions anymore. Because, uh, there's a new boss, right? You you want to put your best foot forward when you get a when you get a new a new boss, right?
2: And well, I know you put did up that here. Time. I know you did that here. You put your best foot forward when when I stepped in.
1: Well, isn't that a, well? <laughs> listen, I'm just, I'm just, you know, grateful I, that I every once a in a while lighten, you let me out the basement.
2: I had to lighten the mood, the mood once just a, a little bit.
1: You know, once in a while, uh, you have to let me out of the basement,
2: right? I right.
1: Mean,
2: Sometimes we send you out in the real cold weather to no, come to game or well, that. well, a game, yes, that's that's yeah. one
1: thing, but. Um,
2: Okay, so let's jump into the uh, the two players that were drafted uh, from Arizona State. Uh, Josh Doan, obviously the highest ever drafted uh, as a Sun Devil. Um, and let's put these rumors to rest right away. You and I talked about this last night uh, off off air, but kind of in a, in a text back and forth. But people are saying that that Josh Doan is going to be uh, forgoing his ASU career and, and moving on to all places his dad's owned a team in Kamloops, British Columbia. And uh, we had Josh on, and I think we asked Josh a lot of questions that gave him the opportunity to say what he was planning on doing and what he was going to do. And I didn't ever hear anything that said, I'm going to leave ASU before I start and go play junior hockey.
1: Okay. I, 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 we got into this, um, and, and I don't know. You know, I, I don't have the um, whatever the heck, what is the word for it? Um, whatever decides what comes across my Twitter feed. Right? It, it just comes across. Uh, yeah, it just comes as far. Yeah, whatever the mechanics behind it is, what it is. Not that I, you know, it is what it is. Um, I see this thing. Uh, well,. Uh, if Josh comes and plays in Kamloops, this would be a loaded team, and we'll win a Memorial Cup. And uh, no, no, it's not happening. If he was going to do that, that decision would have been made a long time ago. Well, let me and basically, this. and let's forget about the the whole um, was born in America. Forget all of that. OK, um, and this is basically how that converse this conversation. Well, he could still do this. He could still. Do- yeah, he could. Theoretically, technically, he could. Okay. Yeah, but let me, and, let me interject this back to the, the, yeah,
2: let the me, ASU has the home ice advantage. Yeah, but let me interject this. When he was a 16 year old, he had that option. He had that option to go to Kamloops. You know where he went, Paul? Chicago. And he told us right on the broadcast a couple of weeks ago that uh, he carved his own path. I believe with the words um, he wanted to carve his own path. So he went to Chicago. He didn't want to go to his dad's team um, in Camloops and uh, and and you know fall under that wing. He wanted to carve his own path. He hey, went to Chicago. Yeah. He performed and he made the commitment at that same time that I'm going to Chicago, but I'm also committing to asu if you remember correctly two Uh, years ago he said i'm i'm coming
1: to asu when i'm done at chicago yeah and and by the way and i'm not trying to disparage uh the gentleman who actually said he after i uh, linked to it said he listened to the podcast um well good for him he is he he joined several thousand other people yeah um but the, 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 the gentleman has close ties to the team up there. And, I you know, I get it. You, you, you're involved with a team in, in, in any way, and you want them to win. And you're always looking for how my team could win. I get that. But this is the end of July. If he was going up there, if, if, even if he was changing his mind, that decision would have been made already. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, it's <laughs> he told us if you're not, if you
2: weren't familiar with the podcast, he said he's comfortable right where he's at at ASU. He's got his roommates, uh, Ty Murchison and um, uh, Niedemeyer. I can't right. think of Jackson. Jackson, Jackson Niedermeyer. Uh They're all living together. Uh, yeah. He's already taken pictures in uh, ASU garb. Yeah. and uh, is hanging out on campus, and now he's up uh, competing for the World Juniors. And, and you and I both asked him, we said, you know, wow, what's that like uh, to be uh, the son of a, a Canadian icon, basically, that's, that's still involved in amateur and professional hockey in Canada yeah. with part of Team Canada? And he said, hey, my mom and my sisters and my brother and I were all born in the United States. We're Americans. Yeah. I know my grandpa's probably not going to be happy uh, yeah, if I were – yeah, if I wear USA colors and, and go play up there in the World Junior Championships. But you know what? I'm American. I, I'm proud to wear the, the red, white, and blue, and this is where I'm going to be. So uh, I don't think Josh is going anywhere. I also know Coach Powers, I think, well enough to know that um, if you make a commitment to Coach Powers and then you break it, it you, you you're done. I mean, you're not getting a second chance. And obviously he couldn't if he goes up there and plays. He's not coming back to college. Well, um,
1: they they use the excuse, oh, he was drafted now, so he doesn't need to go to college. Uh, Okay. I mean, that's (laughs) just silly. It is. And I think if you can tell by the
2: college players that are making impacts in the NHL right now, um, can I just mention Kale McCarr once? Yeah. You can can play college hockey and uh, have a very – very stellar career in the NHL. So it's not like it was years ago where you had to play major junior hockey in in Canada to to be any good in the NHL. You can develop right here in the college ranks. And I think from what we're seeing going on at ASU, they're going to produce a couple more, not only Josh Stone,
1: but Ty Murchison. Well, listen, you know, just like there are American born players that go up to play Canadian junior hockey. Okay just like there are Canadian born players that come to the U S to play college hockey.
2: Yeah. And two of them came from that same area down here to ASU and are both playing in the uh, San Jose sharks organization right now.
1: You know? So, I mean, um, I, I don't, I, I don't know. To me, it's, you're sitting there and it's like, uh, a little, you know, I don't, do I want every player that plays college hockey to, to come to ASU? Of course I do. Um, is every kid that commits to ASU going to get to campus and put on a jersey? No. And, you know, those, those, those guys have to make the decision that's right for them. Whatever it might be. And That's, you know, that's, that's the way it is. You know, there was a a player that got drafted over the weekend that at one time had committed to ASU and he changed his mind for whatever reason. I, you know, I don't know any of the details and it's none of my business, but it happens. Just like, just like there are players that committed to other schools and said, you know what? Uh, I think I'm going to break out my golf clubs. And I'm going to go play in January and February. Uh, and, and, you know, when I'm not at oh, Oceanside yeah. oh. or the eventual new building practicing. Okay, hold on a minute. You think any of those guys during the
2: season have time to hit a golf ball? No, none of them do. They, they are full time committed. They can play their golf before the season, after the season. But Allison, it's beautiful you know, weather, you, you but they ain't a, you, playing no golf. You might get an hour to go to the no, range. No, they didn't
1: get nothing. They get nothing. Get, well, you get weeks off. You get weekends <laughs> where there are no, no games. You get a chance to, they get, to get nothing. A, a day off and go to the driving range. <laughs> uh, coach,
2: I, I'm speaking for you, Coach. They get nothing. They're committed 100%. Okay, let's take a quick break. Let's okay. come back and let's break down the uh, 2021 World Junior Summer Showcase, which started yesterday. And uh, I think there's a player that was drafted by your New York Islanders that's uh, putting on a show for Finland.
0: wheels and bearings for your inline skates or extra rolls of tape for your stick. At Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. thrilled to have you with us. The nation's top teams. America's number one conference is back. See every play, every hit, every goal on nchc.tv. Your home for more than 100 live games. Stream anywhere from the start of the season leading up to the frozen faceoff. If it's NCHC hockey, it's on nchc.tv.
1: Really, JR, you think you can still do this? I'm focused. You're way too old to hit that target from there. I've been oh! listening to everything you said. It's been running through my head, locked and loaded. Right, still got it.
2: Still got it. Who's old now?
0: smoked chicken or the fall off the bone baby back ribs jesse ray's barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in las vegas two years running so whether it's a midday meal or a pre-game feast head to jesse ray's barbecue for all their award-winning tastes you're listening to college hockey southwest live
2: all right, welcome back in, hockey fans, college hockey fans, as it may be. This is College Hockey Southwest Live, our uh, reaction show, is what I like to call it Sunday nights during the regular season anyway, presented by Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com. Uh, your spot for all your hockey needs, whether you're in the uh, Phoenix metro area or not. All kinds of options for you. Scott Strandy in Scottsdale, Arizona. My uh, co-host is always Paul Hornstein out on uh, beautiful Long Island, New York. Paul, how's the weather out there? I forgot to ask you that today.
1: Uh, it, it's 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 been okay. It's been pretty good. I mean, a little sticky. Um, you know, we're dealing. I get you know it's hurricane season down in the <laughs> oh, southeast, <God. laughs> uh, yeah. and you know occasionally we get affected by it up here, and uh, it is what it is. But I don't complain <laughs> about it. it. Doesn't bother me at all.
2: All right. Well, we're having a little monsoon season out here. One of the wettest yeah, a boat we've going. had in a while. You, 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 got, you, you bought a boat, right? Yeah. My neighbor, Noah, yeah. uh, we're, we're putting two by two on everything on yeah. just to be safe. So it I've contributed good. cockroaches from my apartment. Um, right. Some, uh, some ants. Right. Um, a few of those flies, a couple of different things. So we put a few on there, but okay, let, let's get into this world junior, uh, summer showcase I was hoping to be there things didn't work out uh so I wasn't able to get up there for it but um lots of talented hockey players and one of the guys that scored four of the five goals for team Sweden uh team Finland Finland, yesterday over Sweden love that is a New York Islander guy
1: yeah I was very happy about that it's okay uh, you tell me
2: who he is because I I can't pronounce it
1: (laughs) (laughs) um I I believe it's uh correctly pronounced Atu Rati. Aturati. Yeah. love it, 6 to
2: 181, left-handed shot from uh, from Finland that uh, scored four of the five Finnish goals in the opening game against Sweden in a 5-2 Finn victory. Not right, quite so successful. One yeah, was an empty true, net, so have true. to be, you know. Yeah, but he uh, still scored it. He it still, still counts. Yeah, he got it. And um, uh, also, he was shut down a little bit today in a win over uh, – USA White Team, which of course is where Josh Stone is placed.
1: Yeah, well, that was it. That was a much uh, more defensive uh, or a goaltending battle because the final score was two to one. Um, but uh, listen, I, you know, when the Islanders may has made a lot of trades and traded away their number one picks for the last couple of years in the first round, um, when they were going to pick at fifty two, I had no idea. nobody had any you know when you know you can kind of guess the first 10 picks you know if you're if you're enough of an expert you can more or less guess the first 10 players to be picked and maybe you can even get the right order for a lot of them when your first pick is 52nd you have no idea and (laughs) you know you're getting you're getting I, i i like to to think i have a little bit of an idea of some of the names but at 52 um, the, the only thing I know about this, you know, having not, having not really seen him play because, uh, he did not have a good year based on, on, on what he, uh, you know, on what have cause he did not make the finish world junior team last year, but at one point he was projected to be as high as the number one pick in this draft this year. He's, He's certainly a, a top 10 player.
2: He is a talent. there's no doubt and, about that,
1: and there was a story in the in the athletic um, that came out a couple of weeks ago. The guy says where he basically said, i yeah, I didn't want to play anymore, really." He quote unquote lost his joy for the game. I think he found it yesterday. Well, it didn't hurt
2: <laughs> okay. Um, so today, Sweden gets their crack at uh, Team USA Blue, of which, of course, uh, Matthew Nyes was uh, on that roster. And he contributed with two assists uh, one on the power play, one even strength. And uh, uh, Matthew is going to be a big, big impact player uh, in college for sure uh, at the University of Minnesota. But uh, he's starting to make his mark known everywhere that he plays internationally. I think he's a lock for the world junior team, uh, without any question. And, uh, you know, as far as uh, Josh Doan goes, I think he has to make some strides over this next week in uh, in Plymouth, Michigan.
1: Well, we're going to see, right? I mean, that's what this is for. This is one of the ways that they try to figure out um, which of the players uh, will, will be on that world junior team. Okay, I mean, you've got – they're splitting the goaltending up four different ways. This is how you're going to get, you know, it, it, it determine your roster. And so the one thing you know is that everybody is is busting their rear ends to make the the best impression that they possibly can.
2: Well, and one of the things that I looked at ball was when I looked at the two teams, the two U.S. teams. Um, there's 22 on each. Only 22 or so are going to make it to that world junior right. team this winter. So that means half the guys that are here are gone. Um, and I'm looking at it, and I'm going like, holy cow. Uh, I have to pick 22 out of this group because, good Lord, there are some really, really talented players um, on both rosters. And I don't know how you select
1: uh, 22 out of that, but I'm glad that's not my job. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There is no doubt about. There is no doubt about that. I mean, I just you can't. Um, and and you know you're going to have players that are also going to play out of their normal roles. Yeah. So. Hundred you know, percent. Part of what you're looking to see. If you're. If you're. You know if you're the coaches of this of these teams is you want to see you want to see who is going to adapt and who is going to um is going to be like oh, you want me to kill penalties? I'm in. You want me to be the fourth line guy? I'm in. Okay, whatever it takes to be in Alberta with a USA jersey on Come late December. Yep, totally agree. And you know, just looking at the blue roster, just on
2: defense, um, Paul, everybody on that roster except for one person who was not drafted is uh, was drafted in the top sixty-seven picks on that on that defensive core.
1: Well, that's
2: <laughs> in the top sixty-seven
1: of the draft are on one team. Yeah, well, I mean, you can't be surprised at. At, 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 at any of this. I mean, uh, these are the guys that uh, are, are going to, you know, the, the, the these are all, you know, most of these guys have been drafted. Well, mom, no, what I'm saying is the top 67,
2: uh, all but one is is on that blue team. Now, you go to the white team and you see Luke Hughes, obviously, jumped right out of it. you picked number four. And you see Jake Sanderson, who was picked number five last year. Um, yeah, but then I, there's,
1: I I do believe they are playing with each other on on top of it.
2: <laughs> I think so. That's scary as all get out. But anyway, then you got a guy that was picked eighty first, one hundred sixteenth, one hundred forty fourth, one hundred fifteenth, ninety fourth, and two hundred four. When you look at that side of the defensive thing, so um, well,
1: yeah, I mean it's it, it, it's crazy. It, this it's crazy. is this is. Um, this is not a, uh, do, do, you, I, I don't even think, I mean, they're playing these games. Like I said, uh, the, we like to see who wins and loses, but in, in, in this particular case, I, 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 am not sure the winning and losing even matters. Well, like everybody, I, I think they, they, they want to win. Of course um, they do. What I what I'm saying is, I think that you have a situation where this is honestly where coaches and the guys making those selections for that world junior team want to see how kids are going to react in certain situations. Yeah, without a doubt, that's how this they is not them. about the stats.
2: Uh, and then, uh, and this is interesting to me too, Paul. And the the white team, both goaltenders, Aiden Campbell and Caden Maburko, are. Um, both 22 NHL draft eligible. They're not even drafted yet. Both yeah, the goaltenders. No. One is 6'5", 205. The other one is 5'11", 183. Um, uh, Caden Maberko stood on his head uh, during the U18 World Championships that I was at uh, in Frisco, Texas. And uh, he's an Aspen, Colorado kid who's going to Colorado College.
1: Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm looking forward to watching him. Uh, like I said, they – and, I mean, there are – uh yeah you know, like I guess that that whole situation up there as we already said is 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 gonna be interesting to watch um you know like I say they're, they're going to um they're gonna have it where you know I even think there's another tournament in, in in another week or so in terms of of how they're gonna decide what the heck to do so, Um, this is not even close to being the final, uh, decision in terms of who will make the various world, you know, the world junior team, you know, I mean, you're, you've got the Gretzky Halinka cup coming up. So you, 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 you got guys that are going to be playing all over the place,
2: Well, and you, in got terms some, of, you
1: got some college
2: kids that are going to
1: be playing college hockey pretty soon. Yeah, I know. I, I get it. You know, and, uh, you know, that is, that's not even, you might get some of those kids playing in that. And I think that's for the U18 team where you were at that tournament, uh, you know, in, in a, a few months In April and
2: Frisco. Yep.
1: Yeah, I can't keep track of it, you know. Um, <laughs> well, hold on a minute. You can't keep track? <laughs> oh, I can't keep track of where
2: you are. Uh, okay, that's Go enough of that. Place. I do also want to mention the other thing that was interesting. Team Blue also has a 2022 draft-eligible goaltender, Tucker Tyman. And uh, uh, the only one that of the four goaltenders is Drew Camessa, who's going to Boston U next year. Is uh, the forty-sixth pick of the Blackhawks in twenty twenty? So, only one of the four goaltenders has been
1: drafted uh, by the NHL teams. Uh, you mean another goalie that the Edmonton Oilers passed up?
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a college show, and we got three minutes left. And Paul brings up the Edmonton Oilers.
1: Well, uh, you brought up uh, Camiso going to the to the, the BU, <laughs> so
2: I mean, yeah. Uh,
1: no, I mean, I don't, you brought yeah. it up.
2: I didn't. Yeah, there's a problem uh, there. Uh, they'll have to work through it. So um, so anyway, that's that's kind of what's going on. The games will go on all week long um, in Plymouth, Michigan at the uh, USA Hockey Arena. Um, just a quick recap on the, the uh, game schedule. Um, if I can pull that up here real quick. Okay, so... Uh, There's no, by the way, they day don't off play tomorrow. each other, by the way. No, day off tomorrow, and it'll be USA White, Sweden uh, at uh, 1 p.m. Eastern, and then USA Blue and Finland on uh, Tuesday at 4 p.m. Uh, I thought it was interesting because these guys, you know, you think they go there, they play their games and whatever, and and Matthew and I told me, he goes, hey, I'd love to come on, but I just have way too many meetings to be involved in tonight. <laughs> and I'm going like, okay, it's, it's kind of rough, huh? And he said, yeah, it's not what you think. Um,
1: I don't know what the thing is. I've never done it, so I don't know.
2: <laughs> so then well, there'll listen, be two, mo- two more games that- on Wednesday right? and two on Friday and two Saturday to wrap things up.
1: Well, if nothing else, it gives us more stuff to talk with Matthew about.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure he's going to have a bunch. I mean, uh, and, and what great kids, both him and Josh. Uh, I sent congratulatory messages to him, text messages, and uh, just about immediately they sent something back to me saying thank you or whatever. So uh, they, they both have their heads on their shoulders. Uh, Ty Murchison, of course, I don't want to forget him because I think Ty is going to really show people what he's all about at Arizona State. I mean, I think he kind of got um, pushed to the back. Of the Team USA stuff, he's not even in this showcase, and uh, I think he's a much better player than that. I really do.
1: Well, here's the thing, and once again, um, you know, just based on what I got to see, okay? Um, he was basically in a situation where, um, and there's nothing wrong with being a third pair defenseman on this kind of team. Somebody has to be right. Yeah, well, that's um, what we were
2: talking about with the forty-four guys that are there right, right. now, and you got to pair so, them down to twenty-two.
1: And, and I will be interested to see because I he didn't I he didn't make too many mistakes in the games that I saw. So that means, in his own end, he was very solid, if not better than that. But I think, based on the amount of talent that was around him, his he he was not able to really show off his offensive game. So I think that is something that uh, he will be able to bring out more when they face Lowell in those first two games uh, at Oceanside come the the first weekend in October.
2: I think, Paul, that he's going to show some things once they hit the ice in September. Uh, in practice, I think he's going to make... Yeah, but we won't uh, see
1: that. Well, you will,
2: but I will. Yeah, I, I think his his um, appearances at practice will will start to show what he's all about. And I think this might be a good thing for him. I really do. I think this might be a thing where it takes the pressure off a little bit. You just come in, you just do your job, and let everything uh, take care of itself.
1: Yeah, and I just hope that at some point, Ty, you get traded. That's all.
2: <laughs> and he doesn't mean from Arizona State. They can't no. trade you from there. But no. but uh, he's talking about your NHL team. And you know if he wants to trade you to Vegas or Arizona, we'll take you. We'll I, I take don't.
1: You. I, just not. Yeah. There. I mean, there are a couple of places, <laughs> but that we we won't get into. But um... all right. You got
2: anything else on the uh, on the docket for college hockey tonight, or do you want to just wrap it up on this?
1: No, I think we're good. Behind the masks, college hockey Southwest live. On the Ice Time Hockey network has been brought to you by Burrito Express. Homemade taste, takeout speed. Six East Valley locations. Go to burritoexpress.com to find the one near you. Behind the mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, see our three valley locations or behindthemask.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas. The best in barbecue, Las Vegas style both at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. And don't forget to get yours at Allegiant Stadium when you go. We want, uh, you know, the perfect place. You get to watch some football or whatever else is going on there and get yourself a nice one of them pulled pork sandwiches and it'll be really a tasty treat. By the NCHC and NCHC.tv. Subscribe to NCHC.tv and catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey boost mobile bring your current phone to any location and learn how to get a new sim card free when you switch to boost mobile unlv hockey acha division one hockey fabulous las vegas atmosphere caesar's entertainment resorts and casinos worldwide it's where the action is in the resort or in town college hockey southwest live presented by behind the mask and all of the ice time hockey sw.com podcasts are live on the podbean app and are available for download at iTunes, the Google Play Store, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. Behind the masks, college hockey southwest live and all of our weekly podcasts are a part of the ice time hockey sw.com network.
2: Very well done, my friend. As we uh, say night on another Sunday night, I'll let you know that we do have a great show coming up tomorrow night in Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly. Rob and I will have a special guest, Todd Burgess, the Arizona native who signed a professional contract after a pretty stellar college career uh, with the Manitoba Moose who will be joining us tomorrow night. Uh, Tuesday night, Paul and I are going to have another special guest. I'm not announcing it this time. I'm waiting. I'm waiting to bring it on on Tuesday. So... And now, then, maybe uh, you'll tell
1: me at some point, but, you know, okay. <laughs> hey.
2: And then Wednesday we are looking to bring on, uh, hopefully, an Arizona State women's uh, representative because they just finished a, uh, a prospect camp. And it's always nice great to that. talk to Lindsay or somebody else that he wants she wants to bring on uh, from her program and hype up a little of women's hockey here in the Southwest. So, yeah, By the way, uh, you,
1: you yeah. don't think Mike's too upset that we're pushing his uh... – his uh, booth at, uh, Legion stadium. Oh right? No,
2: no, go there for, go there for a concert, go there for the NFL, do whatever it takes, uh, stop in and see Mike and the, and the crew. Uh, and they will definitely take care of you. I know. Uh, I think he was a little shocked at just how busy it is. when you I, just, I just, I just wanted to make sure I, you people. know, I, I wouldn't <laughs>
1: want to, uh, you know, I wouldn't want to upset him if, you know, he doesn't know. I to think mention he's, it.
2: I think he's good on that. Uh, okay. of course that's Jesse Ray's barbecue folks that we're talking about. So, uh, get over to uh, Allegiant Stadium or get to Mike's location just behind it uh, and yeah. uh, pick up your uh, your barbecue and your barbecue sauce today. Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, one more time, I just want to uh, give a heartfelt condolences to the Mosko family, uh, yeah. Bob and Shelly, um, for the loss of, of Mac. Uh, so many great tributes being put out there for him uh, so quickly after uh, the passing of a young man um, that, that caught everybody by surprise. Just tragic. And our uh, thoughts and prayers go only to the Motskos, but the Gopher Hockey family, St. Cloud State, St. Cloud Cathedral, and all of our friends back in Minnesota. Have a great night, everybody. Good night.